0: and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligible restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit, up to a maximum of two hundred fifty dollars. Deposit requires two time playthrough of settled wagers within one hundred and sixty-eight hours. Bonus released in twenty-five dollar increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com.
1: You're listening
0: to DraftKings Network.
1: If indeed he becomes a Jet, when you trade or sign a veteran quarterback who's played basically in one system his whole career, as a staff, you're basically playing his system. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah it is. But it's not just any. Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a teaching tutorial Thursday. You know what that means. It means Greg Cosell, the NFL Films Professor Extraordinaire, is in the house. Class is in session. It also means it's the last show of the week. But if those of you that want another show tomorrow, it's really simple. Even Money Podcast was excellent. Talking about some of the free agency moves, as well as giving you tips on betting on the NCAA tournament. You can listen to that or watch it at youtube.com slash Tucker NFL. Joe Dolan and I went over the fantasy football implications of a lot of the moves so far on yesterday's Fantasy Feast podcast. It's, of course, that time of year to make sure you're locked into the college draft podcast. And then Andrew Brand always has the business of sports. So plenty for you to listen to or watch at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We do have some winners to give away this week. We love winners. We'll do that a little bit later. I don't like to make Greg wait. I prefer when it's a Thursday last show of the week and Greg's waiting that we give you the the answers to who is the spread the word winner, the sponsor confirmation email winner, the YouTube shout out winner. I prefer to do that at the end of the show. I will give one shout out now before I forget. Greg Narleski he's our latest patron patreon.com slash rt media welcome to the family greg happy to have you aboard it's big show time the big show all right so greg we've already talked about sort of uh the top tier quarterbacks the tier two quarterbacks for the upcoming draft we talked about the receivers let's gonna let's hit the pause button. We'll get into the college prospects again next week, but so much has happened with veteran players that I feel like we have to get into it. Get your thoughts on the fit of some of these guys with their new teams. And I want to actually start with Jimmy Garoppolo in Las Vegas with Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. And I, you know, I I think we all know he and McDaniels are familiar with each other. He's familiar with that offense with his familiarity, Greg, do you look at this as an upgrade over Derek Carr at
1: that position, a downgrade, or about about neutral? Well, I think it, I, I think it's a good fit. That's the that's the best way to look at it because obviously they decided they didn't want Derek Carr. There could be many reasons for that, um, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good fit in in Josh McDaniels' offense. Uh, we know that they're familiar with one another, so he the learning curve won't be steep. Uh, There's a lot of choice routes, option routes in the Josh McDaniels offense. I think Garoppolo is effective at that. He gets the ball out. He plays with a strong sense of timing and rhythm. I think bringing in Jacoby Myers will help as well. Um, So I think it's a really good fit, given that for whatever reason, uh, Josh McDaniels decided that Derek Carr was not his kind of quarterback. Um, You know, upgrade is a relative term. You know, they're looking for efficiency with their offense on a snap-to-snap, week-to-week basis. They obviously believed Carr, for whatever reason, did not give them that. And I think they believe, and I think there's some validity to it, that the style in which Garoppolo plays nowhere near as physically gifted as Carr, but just stylistically and understanding maybe what Josh McDaniels really wants to get done and how to execute it, that they believe Garoppolo may be a better fit.
0: Yeah, I guess I read Albert Breer's column where they did not think Derek Carr was a great culture fit. I always love ambiguous terms like that. I would love to know what exactly they mean by that. Um, I guess I have to ask this <laughs> you'll question. Never, you'll right? never know, Ross. <laughs> no, no. I, I hate that's why. That's why I strongly dislike terms like that. Yeah. Um, you know, Greg, you might not know the answer to this, and maybe I'm maybe I'm better equipped to answer this than you are. I don't know. But he's been in a different system now, Kyle Shannon system for a while. So I guess I'll be curious to see. You know, I'm sure he was in New England for so long that I guess it'll probably be like riding a bike and it'll come back to him. But he's been in San Francisco for a while now in a different offense. So I I, I, I will
1: be curious to see how quickly it all comes back to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you never know the answer to that, although I'm sure there are similarities. Don't forget that Josh McDaniels does use a fullback. Um, They don't use one quite as much as the Niners use Kyle Juszczyk, which may be the highest percentage in the league, but they do use a fullback. Um, I think the big question now for them is their run game. Is Josh Jacobs going to be back with them? Uh, how do they see their run game? Who will be the back if it's not josh jacobs because obviously last year they did run the ball a good percentage of the time and very effectively as jacobs led the league in rushing um so i'm sure there are a lot of conceptual similarities uh and like i said i think they feel that the way in which garoppolo plays fits the way josh mcdaniel sees his offense all right it feels like greg we know at
0: some point based on his comments yesterday Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback for the Jets this year. I'll get into my thoughts on that a little bit later. But they're going to work it out. My question is, you know, there are people that believe that Aaron Rodgers still has the MVP caliber play in him. There are other people I could tell, based on a tweet I had yesterday, that say he's washed you know, you watched a decent amount of Packers football this past year and Aaron Rodgers, which one is it? You know, is, is he washed? Is there still a lot there? What did you see from Aaron
1: this past year? Well, first of all, we don't know if he's going to be with the Jets. You know, there's a lot of time here, you know, without getting into all the specifics of collective bargaining agreements and and dates and all that, you know, th- this could happen. This may not happen. Aaron Rodgers is not the general manager. Um, I, I His comments seem to indicate he believes he is, but he's not. So we'll see if this happens. Um, You know, I think that that's an extreme on either side. I don't think Aaron Rodgers played as well last year as he had in previous years. Whether that's the beginning of a downturn, that's hard to say. But I don't think, you know, I think his body is somewhat breaking down a bit. I don't think he moves quite as well. He certainly can throw a football, Ross. That's not the issue. Um, so you know, I don't think we specifically know the answer to that. You know, when 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 you, if indeed he becomes a jet, when you trade or sign a veteran quarterback who's played basically in one system his whole career, as a staff, you're basically playing his system. You're not teaching him a new system. I remember years ago a coach telling me that when Peyton Manning went to the Broncos, you know you're playing Peyton Manning system. You're not coaching Peyton Manning in a new system. So if he does become a Jet, you will run what Aaron Rodgers essentially wants to run. That's what the Jets will do because that's what he's most comfortable with. That's how he will play at his best. Uh, but I don't think it's either one side washed, the other side he's great. I think there's a large mid-range in there. Um, I agree. And I actually agree with what you said, I
0: didn't notice a huge drop off in him throwing the football, but it doesn't seem like he moved quite as well.
1: I would agree with that. That's what the tape said.
0: Yeah, I I thought that's an interesting point by you, Greg. Um, two guys that might be starting quarterbacks this year, Greg, both signed yesterday: Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett. I did think it was interesting. Jacoby Brissett got twice the money that Baker Mayfield got. They both signed two million dollar uh, two year deals. Brissett got 8 million for sure base value. Baker Mayfield got 4 million base value. Um, they both are going to compete with young guys, it looks like. Kyle Trask in Tampa with Baker and Sam Howell in Washington with Jacoby Brissett. Just your thoughts on those guys, what they still can be at this stage of their career. I thought Brissett, that might have been his best season. Yeah.
1: Last year in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that in an ideal world, the commanders would love Sam Howell to, to be their starting quarterback. Now, obviously, you have to hedge that bet because no team really goes into a season saying, hey, let's play a young quarterback, and if he's not good, we're going to write it out, and we're going to be, you know, 4-13, and 13 and we're okay with that. No team thinks like that, as you know. Um, you know, Brissette is is a solid veteran quarterback. He can execute an offense. One of the things with Brissett, but I thought, believe it or not, he was better at that this year. Brissett has always been a guy, to me, that's been risk-averse. He's got a big arm, but he's a guy that was just not willing to turn it loose a lot, and therefore he left a lot of throws on the field, Ross. Now, last year I thought he was much more aggressive uh, based on what he'd done earlier in his career. Now, he could well be the starting quarterback, because you and I both know Washington is not thinking along the lines of, you know, let's be a bad team and see what happens. Um, Baker Mayfield, I think was a good signing by Tampa. Um, I know you keep reading that they like Kyle Trask. I remember watching Kyle Trask coming out of Florida. He put up big numbers. He's a pocket quarterback. He doesn't move particularly well. He does not have a big arm. He's got his arms. Okay. Does not have a big arm. Does not have a gun. Um, And, stylistically, many would say that that kind of quarterback is very difficult to play with in today's NFL, particularly if your offensive line is in flux, which will be the case with the Bucks. So, you know, Baker Mayfield has always thrown the ball well, always shown flashes of being a higher level NFL quarterback. I guess you and I don't know the reason specifically it has not worked out for Baker Mayfield. Um, We don't, I don't know him personally. I don't know if you do, so I can't speak to anything about that. I know coaches that have coached him and say they really like him. So uh, you know, I think that's a good signing and my guess is he'll be the starting quarterback in Tampa.
0: Very interesting, very interesting stuff. Um, On the wide receiver front, Greg, I'm always fascinated by this. The Patriots let Jacoby Myers go to the Raiders. Yes. And then they signed Juju Smith-Schuster for essentially the same money. I mean, maybe a little bit less, but basically the same contract. You know, usually, Greg, New England, and I was there, they'd rather deal with, you know, the guy they know. They re a lot of guys, right, over the years. Jonathan Jones, the corner they re-signed. They bring back a lot of their own guys. That's why when they let Jacoby Myers go but bring back Juju Smith-Schuster, that kind of makes me wonder a little bit. Can you compare those two players, Greg?
1: Um, you know, I think that in an, both healthy, both playing at their highest level – I think you'd say Smith Schuster is probably a better receiver than Jacoby Myers. Um, you know, Smith Schuster can line up outside, he can line up in the slot. Certainly, Myers can do the same thing. But I think, you know, Smith Schuster's a bigger man. He's got a little more to him than Myers. Now, Myers, you know, has played well in New England because they haven't had much else. But I think if you're just looking at the individual players, you'd rather have Smith Schuster than Jacoby Myers. They would view that as an upgrade. Interesting. I know this. Um, I talked
0: to people in Kansas City; they loved him. Yeah, they, they wanted him
1: back. They loved Juju in the locker room as a player, deserved, and, the and way he, he
0: practiced. They yeah. loved
1: him. Yeah, no. I again, and I don't know Jacoby Myers. I'm sure he's much of that as well in terms of competitiveness and approaching it the right way. But I think Smith Houston's just a better player. Um. I was a little
0: surprised by the Jets getting Alan Lazard. And I'm sure that has to do with Aaron Rodgers or whatever, but you know, I I don't know. I thought their receivers with Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and even Corey Davis, I I thought they were kind of better,
1: pretty good at receiver. Your thoughts on the Jets bringing in Lazard. I think that was done just for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Lazard. I think he's a solid NFL receiver. Um, But I think that that was done clearly because of Aaron Rodgers. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, the Jets, you know, the Jets want Aaron Rodgers. The Jets have a good team overall, and they're lacking a quarterback. And based on everything we read last year, it seems to me that, you know, the Zach Wilson situation is clearly problematic. So who knows how that's going to play out? But the Jets believe they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Whether that happens or not, we don't know but I think that was done because of of Aaron Rodgers, clearly. You know what I think is interesting, Greg? When I watched his highlights at BYU,
0: Zach Wilson kind of reminded me of Aaron Rodgers a little bit. You know, like his ability to move around, and he would just flick his wrist, and he'd make these awesome throws. I mean, I'm not saying Zach Wilson is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, the sample size early is very, very bad, but I kind of like that Zach Wilson, if it plays out this way, can sit behind Rogers for a year, maybe two. And like, I think Zach, I guess what I'm saying, uh, Greg, is I feel like Zach Wilson physically can do some of the things that Rogers can do, which you don't say about many guys.
1: No. And I think when he came out, obviously it was a couple of years ago, he was in the Trevor Lawrence draft. Most people I spoke to felt that Zach Wilson was the best thrower in that draft. Now, thrower and quarterback are are two different things, as you know, Ross, but, they felt that he was clearly the most gifted thrower of the football. Now, we know there's many other issues that are involved uh, just from what you read. You know, I'm not there. You know, I haven't spoken to people there, but uh, clearly it hasn't worked out so far. But the talent level, just in terms of throwing the football, the ability to snap it off, the ability to move. Look, he has a live, loose arm. He's got athletic, light feet. The hope is he can still develop into an NFL quarterback. Um, curious, let's talk a couple running backs, Greg. Um,
0: curious, your thoughts on the Eagles moving on from Miles Sanders, they bring in Rashad Penny and man, every time, I mean, I know he doesn't play much, Greg, because he's been hurt a lot, but every time he plays, I'm like that guy is, that's a football player right there. And in the, yeah. with the Eagles offensive line, I mean, if he
1: stays healthy, he could have a huge year. I feel like, which it's, I know it's a big if though. Yeah, they're a schemed run game, Ross. They're not going to spend a lot of money on a running back. They're a schemed run game. They can put a you know any back that's good. And, and Rashad Penny, you could make the argument that Rashad Penny, healthy at his best, is a better runner than Miles Sanders anyway. He's more vertically explosive. He's a bigger man. Um, so you could easily make the argument that he's a better back. But they're not going to spend a lot of money on a running back uh, because they're, they're a schemed run game that starts with the quarterback that so that's you know we kind of pretty much knew when the season ended that miles sanders was not going to be an eagle because i guess he got a 40-year i don't know the number but a 40-year deal with carolina the eagles were not going to do that uh just like they're not going to draft John robinson early in the first round you know their run game is based on the quarterback and the scheme as opposed to you know something like tennessee where the running back is the driving force so this this is not surprising at all what they did. But Penny, if he can stay healthy, and we know that's a big if, but he's got big-time talent. I am a little surprised
0: that Zeke Elliott and the Cowboys weren't able to work it out because Mike McCarthy has said he wants to run the ball more. Mike McCarthy has said that he wants to keep the defense on the sidelines. He's going to be the play caller this year, wants to run it more. We know the organization loves Zeke evidently he thinks he can get a starting job somewhere else maybe more money somewhere else um
1: what does he still have left greg yeah and also keep in mind this is a very good running back draft so you can get a second back in this draft a complimentary back without a problem so you're not going to pay zeke elliott who's clearly more toward the end um and you know he'd be Became over the last year or so just kind of a grinder. You know, he kind of lost that ability to turn five yard runs into 14 yard runs. And that's what he was. I mean, you know, obviously early in his career, he could break a 30 or a 40 yarder. But what made Zeke so good was his ability to get five, six more yards than were blocked. That's normally what makes backs great in the NFL. You don't normally see 60, 70 yard runs, Ross, as you know. The key for backs, particularly backs that carry a lot, And he was a true foundation back for a number of years in Dallas is when it's blocked for three, they get eight. You know, Zeke Elliott was great at that. Those days, I think, are gone. And I think the Cowboys have recognized that we're not going to pay him no matter how much we want to run the ball, you know, because teams look at the big picture. This is a really good draft for backs. There's a lot of backs in this draft who you could get and be your kind of second complimentary back. Anything else jump out to you, Greg, from any of the team, you know, free
0: agent moves, what teams gained or lost? Obviously, the Eagles lost quite a bit with Epps and both linebackers, like they got and Slay back, though, from what I'm seeing this morning. Yeah, they got Bradbury back, Slay back, Fletcher Cox. I'll tell you what jumped out to me a little bit, Greg. The Bengals losing both their safeties. You know, and Rumo loved those guys. He I loves know. his
1: safety. And I've heard Von Bell was really a key guy in terms of his whole approach to the game and just the way in which he played, that he was a critical piece. They knew they could that they were likely to lose both, so now the question is, what happens? We don't know the answer to that. Look, I think they prepared for it to some degree, and they drafted uh, Hill from Michigan a year ago, really gifted athlete, really gifted player. And I think they drafted him in the second round. Now you gotta play him. That's what teams have to do, Ross. You know that. In this era of free agency, you have to look ahead and say, Hey, we're we're gonna lose some guys. So now we have to draft guys. So, you know, when teams draft do that, like they drafted Hill from Michigan, you know, a year ago, some people might have said, why are they doing that? They've got two really good safeties because they knew both guys were free agents and maybe they thought they could keep one. But there was a very good chance that two would be gone. Both would be gone as they are. And you've got to address that. Um, so, you know, that's what teams do. But it'll be interesting to see if they try to sign someone else, supposedly. And this is all just what you read. You never know that Gardner Johnson is in deep negotiations with both the Eagles and the Bengals. And we'll see how that plays out. Whether what I just said is true. Like I said, I just read that. So I don't know whether that's true or not. Interesting.
0: Greg, you are the man. Really appreciate the time. I'm sure there'll be some veteran player news to discuss next week, but we'll also probably dive in to the running backs. You mentioned it's a good running back draft. I'm anxious to discuss that with you. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it as always. Love Greg Cosell. Love Labatt Blue Light. Lots of things are better together. The NCAA tournament today, Princeton Tigers. I will be having a Labatt Blue Light as I watch my Tigers against Arizona. Probably an uphill battle, but I'll be cheering them on. That's why I'm wearing an orange shirt. For those of you watching the social media clips or watching YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. New York. Tux takes. All right, Ross, before we get into some of the free agency signings, since Tuesday at midnight, what are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson saying on Twitter that he turned down a three-year, $133 million fully guaranteed contract from the Ravens? Well, it makes me think that these, these two are on, this, uh, are on the right path. I, I think that's what they should do. I think it should, he really clearly wants fully guaranteed. So um, I'm guessing he wants the $50 million a year. It seems to me like they should work on a fully guaranteed two- or three-year deal. Now, I think he wants the full five. And if he wants the full five and I'm the Ravens, I don't do it. I just franchise tag him this year. I franchise tag him again next year, and then after that, let him go and see what he can get and, and be prepared to have somebody else. And at that point, who knows what his health will be, who knows how he'll still be playing. But I did think that that was, was noteworthy and interesting for sure. Ducks takes Clearly the biggest news of this past week involves Aaron Rodgers publicly saying that he wants to play football this year for the New York Jets. Well, first of all, the Jets are to blame for this in the sense that they should have negotiated the terms of the trade with the Packers before Rodgers ever said he definitely wanted to play, which he says was on Friday. They should have had that negotiated ahead of time and not gotten themselves in this position. Secondly, I do think it's a little bit funny that all of the talk about Aaron Rodgers is a drama queen and a diva and whatever. Well, now that the Packers are more or less holding up the deal by, in my opinion, asking for too much, Schefter said two ones. you got to be kidding me. And they, re- they referenced Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford was way younger. His contract was way less money at the time. And the reason why the Lions got two ones is because it was thought that Goff's contract was so onerous that the Rams had to give the Lions an extra first-round pick just to get rid of Goff's contract, which, by the way, has turned out differently. I also hear everybody saying, Rodgers gave the Packers so much leverage now. Oh, the the Packers have so much leverage now. Really? Well, that's a very easy thing to fix. All Aaron Rodgers has to do is show up for day one of the Packers' offseason program. I don't think he would do this, but... Why does he want the Jets staff to give up more for him other than maybe his ego? And number 2, he's clearly not happy with the Packers front office. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, you show up for the first day of the offseason workout program, you go under the squat rack, you put 500 on, on 500 pounds on wait till you see how fast you get traded. Wait till you see how fast the Packers make that deal. Cuz the last thing they want to do is have the risk or the liability of having to pay you $60 million fully guaranteed because you're hurt to not play. So, Rodgers can make it real awkward, real uncomfortable, and can change the Packers have all the leverage real fast if he wants to. That, by the way, Jack, is our Labatt Blue Take of the Day, presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian Pilsner. Enjoy your beers together so you can live life to the power of wheat. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Duck Steaks. Now let's dive into some of the latest signings since our last episode. Which of those have jumped out to you the most? Yeah, I'll go rapid fire, kind of like I did on Tuesday. Bengals signing Orlando Brown Jr. I thought was interesting. Um, you know what? He says he he really wants to play left tackle. That's really, really important to him. My question with Orlando Brown is, did the Chiefs not offer him the same contract they offered Jawan Taylor? Or did he turn it down and then end up taking less? Fascinated by the Orlando Brown situation with Kansas City. He's now a Bengal. I'm actually surprised the Bengals spent that kind of money. We already talked with Greg about the Raiders signing Jacoby Myers. Their trade of Darren Waller to the Giants uh, was noteworthy. I don't understand the Raiders. I mean, they just gave him a contract extension in September. Now you trade him. What was that six months later? Seven months? I mean, I'm telling you, the Raiders don't know what they're doing. Then Jet signing Lazard talked about with Greg, the Steelers and the uh, you know, signing a bunch of uh, lunch pail guys, Herbig, Holcomb, Ogun, Joby. The Vikings getting Byron Murphy, I think, to replace Patrick Peterson is a good signing by them. The Saints have had some sneaky good signings. D tackles Nathan Shepard and Kalen Saunders to replace a couple guys they lost. Running back Jamal Williams as well, I thought, was notable. The Niners wanted to get their center Jake Brendel back. They did that. Dolphins keeping both their running backs, Mostert and Wilson, that makes sense to me. The Lions getting another corner, Emmanuel Mosley and Kaminsky, who really played well for them last year. I like that one as well. Kind of mentioned the Eagles. Honestly, I think it's probably gone about as well as it could so far for the Eagles. I think the Gardner-Johnson is going to be the big one. I, I kind of thought the Eagles would spend that money on Gardner-Johnson rather than Slay to bring back Slay. Haven't seen the Slay contract so far. And we'll see what ends up happening with Gardner-Johnson. Uh, but maybe that's the trade-off. Maybe they, they had to decide between one of those two guys. Cardinals getting Kaiser White makes sense to run Gannon's offense out there. The Titans bringing in guys like Aziz Alshire, Arden Key, young defensive players with upside. I kind of like that by the Titans. Cowboys traded for Stephon Gilmore. I thought he was still playing well last year. uh, Banderesh and Woods are brought back. They cut Zeke. Talked about that with Greg. Not much of a surprise. Panthers are kind of being aggressive. I'm a little surprised the Panthers paid Andy Dalton as much money as they did, considering they're going to take a quarterback number one overall. I don't really know why you need to do that. Uh, Then they signed Hayden Hurst Miles Sanders. They're trying to make sure that this young quarterback – has some good pieces around him, which I guess makes sense. Colts release Matt Ryan, gets $12 million fully guaranteed. I mean, what a job by his agent. I think it's Tom Condon. What a job. Bears signed Travis Homer. Bills signing wide receiver Deontay Hardy is interesting. I feel like they, they felt like they needed some juice. They needed some speed. We mentioned the Patriots getting juju. They also signed Riley Reef. The Bucks bringing in Baker Mayfield. As their quarterback, we touched on the Commanders bringing in Brissett as their quarterback to compete. The Bills bringing back Jordan Poyer is huge. Absolutely huge for them. That's significant, without any question, that they were able to bring him back. And then the Texans bringing in Sheldon Rankins is a guy they needed to do as well because they needed to try to bulk up that D-line a little bit. I'm a little surprised he got that much money, but – I still understand why they wanted to do it. That'll do it, by the way. I like the uh, speed round. We'll do more, obviously, on Monday morning, bright and early. We'll have a lot to say about a lot of these guys. Shout-outs are in order, of course, The Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, Sports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Scheduler.com, and My Front page story.com. have an epic epic weekend everybody i think we're done here thanks for listening to the ross tucker football podcast make sure to also subscribe to the fantasy Feasts, even money business of sports
1: and college draft all available at apple podcasts ross or wherever podcasts can be found